Welcome back to Key Messianic Prophecies, a podcast brought to you by Telios, a private 501c3 nonprofit foundation dedicated to the research and accurate teaching of the Bible, founded by Bill and Jeanette Stewart. Uh, on this episode, we will begin looking at Messianic prophecy in the book of Isaiah. Well, um, here we are. <laughs> For those of you who have been listening through uh, this podcast, you'll know that some of the topics we've encountered have been mildly controversial with regard to interpretation, hermeneutics. But in the context of Messianic prophecy, there is probably no more controversial a passage to deal with than Isaiah 7. Uh, Now, Michael Redelnik, in his essay on Isaiah 7, uh, found in the Moody Handbook of Messianic Prophecy, outlines three primary views Uh, of this passage in relation to Messianic prophecy that I find helpful. The first is direct prediction, which maintains that uh, the Isaiah 7 passage directly predicts the virgin birth of the Messiah. The second is uh, a historical interpretation, which contends that the passage speaks only of a birth that happened historically, Uh, usually to a young woman in the courts of the ancient king Ahaz. Uh, The third is what is called dual or multiple fulfillment, which more or less says that both interpretations are true. There was likely a historical birth, and the text is also predicting uh, Messiah's birth as well. Uh, While perhaps not the popular interpretation of Isaiah 7, I'm going to advocate for something close to a direct prediction uh, interpretation of the passage. Uh, So to give just a little context for what is happening in the book, Isaiah was a prophet who operated within the nation of Judah. By and large, the nation had become corrupt and turned its back on God, prompting Isaiah to do some heavy prophesying. One particular ruler that Isaiah dealt with was named Ahaz. Ahaz was in a bit of a tight spot, being pressured uh, by the kings of Syria and the northern kingdom of Israel to join an anti-Assyrian alliance. When Ahaz refused, the threat of war loomed. So Isaiah, operating on God's behalf, goes to Ahaz and uh, tells him that God promises the attack on his nation will fail uh, and that Ahaz can ask for a sign from God, any he chooses to confirm that promise. But Ahaz refuses God's test. In fact, so wicked was Ahaz that he was more than willing to offer his own child in sacrifice to the Canaanite deity, Moloch. So in light of Ahaz's rejection, uh, Isaiah issues his prophecy that God will nonetheless offer a sign uh, to the people. Now, perhaps the most debated subject is the meaning of the Hebrew word Alma in this prophecy, and whether or not the word refers to a virgin in the truest sense of the word, or whether or not this is a more generic term for any young woman. Now, without getting too into the weeds here, a quick look at the word across the corpus of the Hebrew scriptures seems to indicate that the predominant usage of the word falls into one of two categories, a virgin in the literal sense, or it is used in a neutral sense, where the text simply isn't making a statement one way or the other about whether or not sex is involved. Thus the debate. 
Does Isaiah's prophecy hinge upon the virgin's status as never having had a sexual partner? Uh, or is she simply a generic young woman? In this particular passage, however, I think the context lends some interesting perspective. Remember that God has offered Ahaz the opportunity to choose a sign, even one that might seem absurd, as a means of ensuring a promise. When Ahaz refuses, Isaiah says that God will offer uh, a sign to the house of David, one that comes by the way of a pregnant virgin. Uh, now, if this is virgin in the truest sense of the word, that is a fairly absurd image <laughs> if, uh, if virgin is to mean one who has never had sex. God tells uh, Ahaz in 7.12 to ask for a sign from the depths of Sheol or as high as heaven. The very notion of life having been created without the presence of a sperm is, in my estimation at least, about as wild of a sign as you could dream up. Um, and it sort of loses that significance if Alma is taken as simply just a young woman who, you know, pretty normally very well could be pregnant. Uh, and furthermore, we learn that uh, this virgin will call the name of the child Emmanuel, which most of us probably know simply means God with us. So, of course, if we look at the New Testament, uh, we see that Jesus is born of a virgin, held as the son of David. Revelation shows us his reforging of the Davidic throne. Um, uh, so the, the fulfillment is there. The question is simply whether or not Isaiah understood what was being written as prophecy. Uh, considering the context, Ahaz's rejection of any sign of his choosing, Isaiah then saying that God has not abandoned his people, even though they reject him, and that God himself will give them a sign in due time, confirming his faithfulness. I just think you have to try very hard not to see this text as messianic. Um, please feel free to check out Michael Redelnik's section in the Moody Handbook of Messianic Prophecy that uh, goes over this passage of Scripture. I think he gives a very good and detailed account. He can walk you through all the nuances of the interpretation. Um, thank you for joining us for this episode of Key Messianic Prophecies, and on the next episode we'll continue looking at Messianic Prophecy in the book of Isaiah.